So our neighbor guy, Dimitri, from across the street, you guys have heard about him. Um, across the street at Studio D, that is. If he gave you mangoes, would you eat them? Also, do we have anybody in listener land that speaks Dimitri? Because I have a recording, and it sure sounds to me like he is casting spells on people. Mm. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. Podcast WBCS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's your old friend, Big Mike. It's Friday night, warm beer in the cheap seats, and we got a show for you tonight. I want to talk about this Dimitri languages, so we're going to put that into our group of talking and jabbing and jibber-jabbing information. We're going to cover some sports, going to cover some NASCAR. We're going to talk about NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup. We got, of course, everybody's favorite, Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. And, uh, hey, let's get this show started. We're a little late. Casey, take it away. Yeah, but David, do. The king is gone, and so are you. That's yes. a George Jones song. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, hey, Good evening, everyone. I thought I was going to have to do the opening and start with, um, oh, sweet Melissa, where art thou? Yeah, I, I had my uh, opening monologue, whatever the hell you call them, whatever I do. Sure. With the uh, lack of sweet, sweet Melissa references. So I'll save that for another day. Oh, good. I think Jimmy C is the only guy that could probably interpret whatever uh, Dimitri's saying, but we let's, could try that. Let's later. start. Or with should this. we try that now? Let's. I think it's interesting. Mm. Let's start. Do you have the Dimitri recording for everybody? I do. Okay. Let's let's hear it. All right, everybody. I hope y'all can hear it. It's not super loud, but I, I re-listened and I could hear it. You're gonna here it is. Hear background noise a little. Hmm. Uh, We're used to that on this show. Compelling. Yeah. Like that. Birds Birds and stuff. And wind. I hope someone can translate. So, Dimitri, fuck you! Oh my! You know, uh, I I think he speaks a language that just sounds not positive, no matter what he's saying. He could be like this baklava's fantastic, (laughs) but it sounds share it with the grandkids. (laughs) But it still sounds derogatory. And may the sun always be in your face. And uh, the sun shine always on a dog's ass, or however that thing goes. Uh, all I hear is elevated blood pressure when I hear him. And was he, was he a little? Does that to mine? Was he a little torqued up when you recorded that? Well, he's usually in his garage. Yeah. You can't tell. Talking to his ladies because he's got a screen door, so it's open, and um, yeah, you can't. You know, you can't see him usually. But you sure can hear him. You can hear him. Um, and, you know, that's sometimes what I hear in the morning if I'm having a coffee outside. You hear him yapping? Yeah, I hear uh, birds a chirping and and him chirping as well. 
<laughs> and whatever the hell he's saying. He's uh, Greek, right? Is he Greek? I, I would imagine so. Uh, that uh, that neighborhood's uh, very Greek. Very a lot of you know Greek Americans. He actually said the other day because I can hear him so clearly that he is an electrician, <laughs> and I'm like, of what? So he what? said that in English. No, he speaks yeah. English. Well, yeah, yeah, of course he does. I mean, it, we know he does. He, I mean, well, he tried to sell me Tide. He gave us free mangoes, which I'm afraid of. All right, of. Now, let's go. Okay, we'll come back to <laughs> what he is casting spells, mangoes. How did that go? He just showed up and was like, here, they're mangoes. This was the best part. He goes, they're organic. What? Did he Did he grow these in his own yard? That's what he says. Well, I think he's got a big mango tree in his backyard. Oh, he pointed to wherever this was, but I didn't see anything that resembled a mango <laughs> tree, so I don't know. So <laughs> I take it you have not yet um, partaken in the mangoes? No, maybe we should make it like a warm beer in the cheap seats. Food tasting. We can all do it together that way. So if, if we die. We die together. Yeah. It's like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. I don't know. Mm. There's a lot you could do with those mangoes, though. You don't have to like eat them directly. You can make sauces, and salsas, chutneys, and marinades. I bet they mango would be juice. better if we, See. If we heated them. Do you like the juice? Do you like the juice? Do you like the juicy, <laughs> do you, do you like juicy, juicy mango? Juicy Lucy? Oh, fuck you, mango. <laughs> oh god oh no uh, I, oh no here's my two cents i think you're safe with the mangoes i mean it's 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 fruit it's not like he baked you a cake and said hey oh that would have gone straight <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he made you brownies yeah. do you think that's his favorite character on snl was mango <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> I think so. I think he was trying to tell me something. I was waiting for him to have me like sign an invoice or something. <laughs> He'll work on that uh, soundboard. Oh, that one just popped up. I'm like, I like that. It makes sense. What is that? Uh, it sounds like the Noid. It says brain fart, right? So, you know, I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> That's the Noid, dude. Well, avoid the Noid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, Big Ed, so. Uh, looking forward to the rock and roll retrospective tonight, Van Halen, but following up on last week, uh, cause it was guns and roses. They just started their world tour. They're going to be overseas going through they, they started in Abu Dhabi. They're going to work their way back through Europe and come back to the States. And so they're, they're torn for most of the year. Yeah. Um, they they had a couple songs they have not played. Now, granted, they didn't really tour for a while in the '90s. It was very intermittent. But there were three songs they haven't played since um, since you, the Use Your Illusion tours. Hmm. And it was uh, it's so easy. Good B song. Bad uh, bad obsession or obsession, and yeah. then a uh, pretty tied up. Which was oh nice. User illusion too. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, the yeah. way that starts yeah. out in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's good keyboards. That... Dizzy Reed really nails it. It's good. And then how about this? They did a couple cover songs. They did yeah. a velvet. They did a velvet revolver song. All they, right. They did Slither, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
And then, uh, of all things, they did a Glenn Campbell song. Wow. Wow. Where'd that come from? I don't know. Wichita Lineman. Great, like, which is a great song. It's a great it. song. I was like, wow. wow. So somebody's a, a country music fan in the group. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to say. Yeah, but Glenn Campbell was a real finger picker, though. He was pretty. Yeah, uh, excellent guitar player. Excellent yeah, guitar yeah. player. Yeah. That could have been. Not, that's really definitely not a mockery. That's a, a former no, no, flattery. No, I agree with you. I agree. That group, Roy Clark, Glenn Campbell, that whole group of them, you know who I'm talking about, Big Mike. They were yep. all yes. very intricate. Jerry Reed. Uh, detailed, yeah, yeah. Very detailed guitar players in their, in their own right. Buck Owens. All those guys are great guitar Buck players. Buck Owens, yeah, sure. yeah. Technical. But, sure. you know, I, I recently, damn it, I wish I wrote it down. Um, Glenn Campbell has played on a lot of pretty big albums oh yeah you know not just country he's, albums but rock albums he's worked from, with a from lot that of people so rest in peace rest in peace there glenn campbell yeah but i thought that was pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Good. i hope you don't have any of these no i avoid the noid oh my god <laughs> from Domino's. also i'm gonna see if i can find the link you're gonna enjoy this big ed there's new uh like raw professionally done footage from their Metallica tour from when they played in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, I was there. You with, uh, and Ultimate Karen, and yeah. I forget who was with you guys. I didn't realize it was in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was. Lena. Uh, did Lena go to that one? Yeah. <laughs> she, was, yeah. she was like obsessed with Axl Rose back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> like, she would like dress like him and just, yeah, she's quite the character, that girl. Yes, so uh, I was like, "Wow, that was a of a of a show where there's live footage." I'm gonna see if I could find the link. I'll uh, I'll get that sent over to well, you. Well, there's actually when they first got back uh, when when Duff and I, uh, um, fucking a Slash and Duff start playing with Axel Guns and Roses a couple of years back. Um, there there's video of them doing uh, Locomotive and Coma, and it's just fucking mind-boggling they, they they nail it you know slash nails the solo in both you know it's pretty cool oh you got to be on top of your game to play those songs yeah they're, they're long songs you, you're definitely tired after that yeah i found something out about this van halen track the last track it's called growth and it comes on at four minutes and 19 seconds into the last song and I'm going, man, why would you end an album with such a great heavy riff? And it was like 21 seconds long. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about at the end? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like almost like a hidden track or something. Yeah, it's, a, it's what it is. It's a hidden track. And uh, they were supposed to open a uh, fair warning with that and then continue on. Really? That was the premise. It never happened. Interesting. But it's still used, and I'll uh, tell you about it in about an hour. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. I wanted to share the, the GNR. It's funny that we were talking about it, and there they are. They're, they're tour. They're on, they're on the way. Curious what tickets are like for that. Mm. Did you research that? No, I didn't no, see tickets. Probably prices. very expensive, I would imagine. Yeah, unfortunately. You can do some research if you'd like. Sure, sweet Melissa. I think they're only playing in Florida. They're playing down at the uh, in the Miami area. Yeah, at they're, the, they're, the Hard Rock down there, like the whatever. Hollywood. 
Yeah, they're they're playing out in Hollywood. That's it. I think they're chasing the dollars down there. Yeah, uh, probably. They're, I'm sure the Hard Rock down that area is paying a pretty penny to get artists to go there. They usually kind of go there and kind of skip this side of the coast. Well, yeah, yeah, for for sure. We saw the uh, we saw the machine this week. Yeah. Yes, the I new Burt Kreischer movie. And first off, he got Luke Skywalker to play his dad. Like I think any guy of a certain age of our generation would think that's pretty cool. Sure. You know, he had the force. Yeah. He had the force. <laughs> With him. Mark Hamill. It was pretty funny. Um there's a lot of action. Um, the dialogue. Maybe my cool. naivety. That's a Star Wars thing. The machine. Yes. No. 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 Actually, it's not. So, um, Burt Kreischer. Uh, to kind of back it up for for those that don't know who Burt Kreischer, he's kind of known for. And you can like, uh, go on YouTube, type in Burt Kreischer the Machine. And it's a stand up bit. It's about twenty minutes long. He tells a story. So I'm going to explain that to tell you one other thing. So he's actually a local kid from Tampa, uh, went to Florida State, and Rolling Stone wrote an article in 97 about the number one party school in America and its number one party student, who was Burt Kreischer. Mm-hmm. Uh, National Lampoon bought the rights to the story and made the movie National Lampoon's Van Wilder. That's like an unauthorized story about him. Hmm. He holds no oil will to National Lampoon. Basically, it's free publicity out of it. It is what it is. Um, but he does a stand-up bit about when he was at Florida State, he took Russian. And then he went over to Russia during the summer for like a, like an exchange, Students, like immersion program. Yeah. Like the whole class went over there. And uh, he befriends the mob. Wow. So well, that's what you do. And the, mm-hmm. the, the, the cherry on top is that he robs a train with the, with the, the mob. It's, it's funnier yeah. when he Again, tells the that, story. That's, that's what you do. He's, he's the machine. So because that was like all he knew how to say in Russian. And that's why they liked him because they just fed him vodka and he would just say stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was like. A, he was the entertainment. He was, he was the dancing monkey for, for, the, Russian <laughs> for the Russian mob. mob. The so, court jester, if you must. So the movie, the premise of the movie is someone in the mob wants this watch that was stolen and they want it back. So they abduct him from America with his dad and bring him back to Russia to find the watch. And just it's just uh, not a, a movie that's not to take too serious. But, but it's, it's got a little hilarious. heart. It's, it's got, it sounds like it's got a decent enough plot that... It's enough to hold it together. It's funny. It doesn't drag on. It's not a, a three hour. Right. And um, it's not meant to be, you know, uh, a cinematic masterpiece. It's a comedy. Yes. It's not gone with the wind. Listen, uh, I think it finished fourth on Memorial Day weekend. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid because there's not a lot of comedies out there. Not like your traditional comedies. Um you have the one guy that did the uh, 40 old virgin. He's the only one making comedies in the theater and they're all like two and a half hours long. They just drag on though. They're dreadful. Just, just uh, movies have gotten too long. We don't need to be in the theater two hours, two and a half hours, three hours. It's it, look, if it's a good movie, sure. Well, the economics of, 
of movies are a little different because they're trying to sell to a global audience mm-hmm. and a global audience might not always, you know, sometimes comedy is a, a very uh, cultural. Sure. I, I, yeah, 100%. We were in a theater of like 20 seats, by the way. <clears throat> what do you like, mean? 20, 20 people in the seats or 20 seats total? N- oh, not really? many seats. Really? The theater was small, but you had like these oversized stuff, like lazy boy chairs. Oh, that's nice. Which I've never seen in real life like i've seen them on commercials like a long time ago i've never sat in one so you experience what, what was the experience like melissa it was good except that there was um somebody getting extremely high nearby me like smoking so. marijuana yeah i mean uh i, I don't smoke cigarettes but uh, you know th- there was a time uh years ago and People would just be very sensitive, even like you're like, dude, I'm outdoors, like I'm outside, just walk away from me. Like, yeah. I don't need to be lectured or whatever. But now everywhere I go, it, it just everything just smells of weed constantly. I mean, well, constantly. And people smoke indoors with it. and No one says anything. I, I think here's here's you and know, you can't bring it up because someone just freaks get, out, get offended by it here. I think it's become very people have become very laxed with it now at work we'll get people come in and their cars come in and yeah it smells like they just smoked a joint in them oh uh, i hate that I, I i don't like getting in these cars <laughs> that smell like marijuana it's not my thing i and listen i'm not knocking it i right. did i smoked a little bit when i was in my younger day to each it's, their own yeah their it's own it's own not my thing thing. anymore but i want to i listen not not at nine o'clock in the morning. Or Come in a on. movie theater. Or in a movie theater. It's like really. I think people I think that's really Hater. I think people have just yeah. No, do what you want to, but I mean if you need to do that, can you just run to the bathroom real quick? Nah, no, or you don't need to do that in the movie theater. First off, yeah. it's dumb. Just eat a gummy and be yeah. done with it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what the people next to me had. Or a brownie. I thought that's what the odor was. At first, but then I saw the vape. What I should have done, I should have just farted and be like, sorry, that was my vape. I was vaping. <laughs> I was vaping. Like, I'm gonna, I'd whip out a fucking uh, Padron and be like, mm. oh, yeah, there you I'm go. Vaping, old school. Old and I'm school. not trying to be a <laughs> hater, but those some of those smells really honestly make me well, nauseous. You, should, you shouldn't be doing that in a movie theater anyhow, right? It's, it's a non, no, non-smoking Correct. zone. Yeah. Oh well. So Anywho, much for our but commentary. No, the seats were fun. They were comfy. They were nice. The movie was great. The best part of this movie is to me the geniusness, if that's a word. I just made it one. I think you just made it up. Can you imagine though making an entire movie about a stand-up joke? Like one stand-up joke. That's the whole movie came from That's pretty it's pretty damn good. Right. To get the mileage out of it. It's hilarious oh, yeah, for sure. to realize it all, like every part of it ties into the one. Yeah, movie. I mean, even the end of the movie ties into the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's it's written very well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's for for a comedy. It was a very well written comedy. You know, in, in some aspects, good jokes. There's some good physical comedy in there. And I got to say, I was really impressed with Burt Kreischer. Really, as really a comedic actor, even though he's kind of acting himself. But um, overall, very entertaining. And 
One of his best friends he has a podcast with, uh, Tom Segura. He definitely hides an Easter egg, basically calling Tom Segura fat in a movie, which is great. Mm. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, hey, buddy. So, anyone that's a fan of uh, Two Bears, One Cave uh, podcast, they they would appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. So, we we saw that. We, you know, I mean, this is the uh, way they call the tent pole season for movies. Why would they call it a tent pole? You know, like like a like a circus tent, right? Uh, right. And when you try to get the big crowds there, because you're going to get the big movies, the Mission Impossible comes out. Sure, sure. It's you summer. The, we're we're going into the summer. Yes. All right. So we got the Mission Impossible Seven Part Mission One. Mission Impossible 50, 53. which looks pretty like for an action movie, it looks like it's going to be as good as any. Can action I movie. can I admit something? And it's not going to be surprising to anybody on this podcast. <laughs> you haven't seen any of them. None of them. The, I, I think they've gotten better. I yeah. think they're one. That's they're unusual. Rare. They're, Wait, they've how gotten many better. are there really? So this will be 53. seven. Seven. <laughs> Listen, not as many as Fast and Furious. No, there are one hundred and eighteen, which that's coming out. Yeah, with uh, John Cena's in it, and he has like a rocker, rocket powered El Camino. I think I'm like, Roman why would you Reigns do that? Is to uh, is he really? I think he's got a small role in it. These guys are getting leverage on on WWE. Well, I, I think it's a vehicle to get. The, I don't think these guys want to wrestle. The, none of these wrestlers are going to wrestle as long as the guys did in the eighties. But it attracts other talent in the future. Sh- absolutely, I think this. They're all they're all shooting to be movie stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. nothing wrong. I'm not knocking it. It's just that's the next step. Yeah. They're going to be action heroes. Right. Anyhow, so yeah, so you have Fast and the Furious 118. Indiana Jones. Oh, I'm going to go see that. Yes. Indy. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's there's a couple big movies out there. And, you know, I mean, this would be it. You know, we're, we're going to be running out of this stuff. Mm, listen. Great. Enjoy while you can, folks. All right, listen. I was just listening to an interview with three guys that are in the, the Writers Guild. Okay. When they agreed to go on strike, the Writers Guild voted like ninety-seven point nine percent to to strike. It's pretty strong. They they are very united, and they're like, we've made several proposals, and a counter from the studio has been no. That's their counter. Just no. Mm-hmm. You're not getting residuals. You're not getting health care benefits. You're not getting a job. Well, then you're it's not pretty shitty. Well, look, this is what it comes down to. This is a case of a working class people just asking for their fair share. That's it. This isn't Hollywood elites. These are just regular working people. These are this is these are the blue collar guys of Hollywood. These are the blue collar guys who create the entertainment that we like. The TV shows, the movies. They are the literal spine of this. Sure. Without them, we got nothing. Without nothing. Nothing happens. We have to support them. Have to support the writers. WBCS, we support the writers. I'm with you guys. Got to support them. We got to get a win. You got to get a win against, uh, you know, just straight greed. There's enough money to go around. I agree with that. I agree with that. True. Well, I can definitely see the difference on my DVR. <laughs> Even though it's at the end of the season for most shows, it's still nothing new's been recorded other than like NASCAR or any kind of sporting event that I've 
recording. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a couple things in a can, but it's going to get... Uh, it's going to get used up quick. It's going to get yeah, used up yeah, real quick. Sure. <clears throat> so, you know, I was looking for something to watch, and Stallone has a reality show, and I'm like, oh, here we go, another... Oh, Hollywood with the daughters. Movie. Yeah. You know what? It's good. It was it was entertaining. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what Stallone's trying to do. Um, I, I know he had a big battle with um, that Erwin Winkler guy that was the executive producer of Rocky. And, hmm. you know, uh, he was supposed to get some rights. And then he had a, you know, a public feud with this guy because he's like, this guy is making money on what I created. And, you know, I guess Stallone years ago signed a really bad contract but uh he's been getting hosed on rocky ever since that's not an unusual hollywood story it seems like because stallone at that time when rocky first came he was pretty much an unknown correct he just done actually the lords of flatbush like a couple years earlier Right, 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 right. He's even done porn. He's he's been all over. Wow, yeah. Rocky did porn, but back in like, like in the the early game. early seventies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was called Rambone. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, no, no. All right. So there was he was he was hosting SNL, and uh, there was like a sketch like uh, and it's uh, with Norm Macdonald, and Norm Macdonald kept like heckling Stallone, and then. Uh, then this character like dies, like has a heart attack. And then they're like, oh my God, Sylvester, like he really did like you. He has like one of your movies on him in his jacket. And like, really? Uh, like, what is it? And it's like Rambone, you know? <laughs> I thought that really was a thing, or at least a joke. <laughs> well, you know what? He's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. And if you watch, I think, the episode. Uh, when his daughter goes off to college and he says something to her, it makes it makes complete sense about life and time. And time is really your most precious asset. Oh, that, there's no doubt about that. At, at 76, he can just tell you why. And he says He's it in 76? so many words. Yeah. So yep. he, I, I, look, you don't have to be a fan, but it, it's a good show. And his daughters are funny. They're, and they're, they're beautiful, but they're funny. They play golf. They shoot at the range. They're, he was pretty well disciplined with them, you know. They they ate eggs at breakfast. That it's like we're not going to do raw eggs, but we ate scrambled eggs every morning. Up at five, worked out, you know. They're pretty grounded. His sister was a was a what do you call that? A substitute teacher of mine. Who? What? Sylvester Stallone's kids? No, his sister. His sister. His kids are young. His kids are like in their 20s. No. Yeah, they're not substitute teachers. No. They don't need to be. But they're all no. carving they're all carving their own thing. They're doing, you know. Are they in are they in uh entertainment or no? No, not at all. But it's pretty cool. It starts out with him wrapping up the season of uh Tulsa King. Yeah, That's yeah. where it starts. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's worth a look. It's a short episodes too. They're like twenty six minutes. We like those. Yeah, it goes by real quick, and and that's the only one you'll pro- 
Actually, you could probably watch it weekly because I just did three of them and realized that, oh, it's a, a new season or it's a new a new thing. I watched a new show trying to find something to watch also. And? It was called The Diplomat, and it's Carrie Russell, a.k.a. Felicity. And it's awesome. I only watched one and a half. I wanted to keep watching, but I wanted Casey to be able to watch if he wants to. It's very political, but it's good. It's like a different aspect of politics than what we're used to seeing on TV. See, I was a little disappointed because I thought it was going to be about a Dodge clip and went. Yeah, yeah. With a 318, two barrel, turns into a four barrel. Right. Good old does one, wheel, does one wheel peels. It's very cool, you know. It's got, it becomes a police car. It, yeah. It's got baby moon hubcaps. Yes, oh, yes, exactly. Coming out too. And some of them had oh. the some of them had Corinthian leather. If you were good, yeah. More of the Chrysler's the Bible? Yes, Corinthian leather. Jesus like Corinthian leather in his Chrysler Fifth Avenues. Um, hey, speaking of uh, Transformers. Is that the the new movie coming out? Is it a play on Transformers, the animated movie? There's Unicron in it, no? Well, they do reference Unicron, but it's also kind of tying in. There was like an animated series in the late 90s where it had like these, uh, not the Dinobots, but there were like actual beasts. I think it was called like Transformer Beast. Beast, I think you're right. I think It it was like in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of tying all those universes together. But yeah, they got Unicron. The, the, I, I saw an advertisement cartoon. for it and I saw, I'm like, oh shit, there's Unicron. Hey, Orson Welles. I think it looks good. That's right, Orson Welles. Yeah. Canned peas. Hey, uh, Big Ed, what, what's that uh, thing that uh, Howard Stern would always play, that commercial? That, Orson uh, Welles Orson, hustled Orson, canned or, peas? Well, or something, some canned vegetable. And he's getting uh, very upset about something. And he's like... Eat your vegetables, kids. No, he's he yells at like the studio engineer. Like, oh, really? This is like an outtake. Yeah, because the guy's like trying to direct them, but you know, he's like Orson. Fucking Wells. Orson Welles. Yeah, dude. Orson Welles wasn't taking it. I, I don't. I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure I've heard it. It's like an old like radio thing. You know, like someone had released it, kind of like when uh, Howard would play the thing with uh, Casey Kasem, just freaking out. Like, oh, well, I'd we love always to hear gotta... that. Oh man, it's. I'd love to hear that. Hilarious. Hey, this like, is Casey Kasem. I'm the voice of Shaggy. Like, why why do we gotta read these sad stories after an upbeat song, you know? Oh man, that's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, this yeah. gotta read this story about this fucking kid's dog <laughs> <you know? laughs> There's a radio guy, man. Casey Kasem. What a voice. Is that where Delilah gets her inspiration, you think? Casey Kasem? I don't know. I think we all get a little inspiration from Casey that's, Kasem. That's a good point. America's top 40. America's top 40. Yeah. Still- Dear Casey. Dear Casey. Mm-hmm. My dog's sick. <laughs> what are we going to hear these guys? Yeah, I remember. Like, oh, he, he, I think he went off on one of the writers, like off off script. Yeah. He thought he was off air and, and they... Yeah, no, 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 no. No, it was off script, but I guess they would tape and then edit uh, some of those segments. You know, for for the the syndicated show or whatever. Yeah, he never actually listened to the song. He just knew the song, and he t- you know, 
Right, and everything was just kind of pre pre done. That, in that's the a question I have. We're, we're kind of radio guys. Do you think that that's a good question? His, his show was not done live. That show was, no, I know it was wasn't all, done. It was yeah, recorded. Yep. Yeah. However, I always wondered that did when he was recording the show, did he, he didn't actually, hear the music? He didn't not hear the music. They didn't play the music. He just did his bits. He did just cut cut ins and outs. I, I, I I'm sure time. it evolved into what it is. You know now or what it was. You know he probably did at one time. Did do it live. Would listen to the track and then talk between songs and do the next song. And but then like, now it's just he just definitely does, by the he records by the 80s, all, he all of it. No. Yeah. Wonder in the seventies. Maybe maybe in early seventies. I mean he he had that show for forever. Forever. I can remember it as a kid. This would would be in the early eighties and the late seventies. I have some memories from. Late 70s, 79. They would listen in the car coming from the Poconos in the 70s, you know, on Sunday coming back. I I, I was always intrigued by Casey Kasem's voice. And uh, it was just, it was, talking about that takes me back to my childhood. It actually takes me back to Hollywood, Florida, when we used to come down to Florida. Yeah. And then eventually when we moved to Florida and then we would come down to Hollywood to visit my grandma, we'd run around Saturday after going to the beach in the morning. We'd run around going to different malls and stores and all that. And in the car, what were we, what were we listening to is America's Top 40. This week, Tony, Tony, Tony moving down five spots to be number 23. Yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony has not done it again. Wow. On XM Radio on seventies on seven, now yeah, is that still seventies? They they moved yeah. the station. no 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 that that yeah. one they kept the they same. kept it. They'll that do one. the American Top Forty. Yeah, every if I catch if I catch it, I tune in. They kind of I'm like, all right, cool, Casey Kasem. Right, so if you listen to classic them. vinyl, Casey, there's a, a DJ in there called Bob Buckman. Um. Okay. He's from the famed WBAB Babylon in Long Island. Really, I listened. I listened to him growing up. You know, I was like, "Oh, that's Bob funny." There are a couple. Sirius has been Sirius been pretty good for a couple of those old. Uh, yes, dogs. There's some guys that still, you know, Earl Bailey. There's not a smoother, silkier, smoky voice than Earl Bailey on on deep tracks in classic rock. All right, the only they guy that cut- I liked more than him, and he was an old Tampa guy, uh, Russ Albums. Uh, I was gonna say Russ Albums is. His his Sunday shows were the best. Uh, Bennington used to say, "He's like, I think Russ Albums has a, a third testicle. He's got yeah. the deepest voice ever." It was just so much. It was so bass, so bassy. Yeah, yeah. it was like the perfect uh, testicle voice. At, well, Russ Albums used to do hot lunch, and he had the Wax Museum on on Sundays. Yeah, Wax Museum every Sunday. Yep. All right, I have some important things to report. Okay, relax. okay, go ahead. I just have to. So, here's my time do, 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 in Hollywood, Florida. Tie it in. You're not going to believe this. I'm baffled. Uh, I probably will. So, before we get to Hollywood, Fenway Park is having Guns N' Roses there. Yep. Their tickets apparently Mm -hmm. you can get four tickets for 144 dollars you can also get two tickets for 160 dollars that don't look horrible 
Now, let's go to Hollywood, Florida. Any guesses at how much these tickets might be? Are, are, are we talking about, is it groups of tickets or individual tickets? Um, We can do one for Hollywood. Those prices were... $300. Yeah, I'll, I'll go there. Big Ed, do you have any guesses? 185 all right, folks, all of you lost because the nosebleed section tickets are $600 each. What? See, I wonder if that's a small venue. So it's, no, no, I've been there. Or is that like an amphitheater? It's like an arena type size. Mm. I mean, it's not huge, but it's not small. So that, so the how many people does it seat? Because huge, not small, doesn't well, really. Now I gotta do yeah, we got we need figures. Mm. So, so the least actually, a guy I work with has season tickets to the because Red Sox. It's Ticketmaster, though. All right, well, it's still, like the other but it's six hundred bones. Yeah, so it's six hundred bones for the cheapest tickets. The ones there's seats like to the side of the pit. And those are, where did it go? Like For everybody thousands. who's out there, Sweet Melissa did the quotation motions when the pit, just the so pit. you know. Oh, so that now it makes sense. And remember, you should always try to get in the pit and love someone. Yeah. I have arm air, air quotes. $3,250 for a pit side seat, like on what? the edge. That's crazy. But you get a nacho with it. You get nachos. <laughs> I, I do like the cheese. I do. And just for comparison, awesome. folks, Ticketmaster, though, still, which is confusing, in Arizona, they're $42 each. Wow. See? That's crazy. Hmm. Oh, hey, uh, just on a side note, while she's looking this up, Big Ed, you'll appreciate this. So there was this little pizza place near my uh, new employment, and, uh, you know, they, they do the garlic butter on the, the crust, right? I'm just kind of watching them because they have like a, a two pizza slice, you know, two cheese and a Coke at six bucks cash. You can't beat yeah, that. That's, that's, can't, that's solid. Hey, I'm watching them getting the garlic butter ready. I see him pull out a container. That's Whirl. Whirl, dude. You, Big Ed, you know what Whirl is. What is Whirl? Yeah. Uh, For somebody who's not in it's like liquid. It's like liquid margarine. It yeah, it is the probably the worst thing. If you're taking heart medication, you're not supposed to be having that. For yeah. sure. It's That's only like, like one molecule away from it's, the plastic. It's got the triglycerides, all the bad uh, cholesterol. All the that shit thing. that, wow. You're like, man, that's really buttery. Well, all right, Hard Rock only holds about 7,000 people. Yeah. But yeah. And how much does Fenway hold? 39? Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess, I guess there's that. So there's a guy I work with. He's got season tickets to the Red Sox. So if we want to go a road trip and do a Red Sox game in Fenway. Oh, that'd be cool. A road trip to see the Gunners in Boston and maybe see if it's a baseball weekend. Yeah, why not? Mm. Why not? But, like, you know, after after watching Stallone show, time is tick-tock, you know, doesn't stop. That's right. That's a fact. That doesn't escape me. As I've aged, you realize that you don't have forever. Time don't stop. When you're in your 20s, you think you have forever. You know who has forever? Who's that? Subway Slam. Does he? What is he up? Does. Here we Hello, are. Hello, Subway. Ooh. Hey, Subway. Do you yeah. have a list for us this yeah. week? Of course I do. Uh-oh, wait. Hold on. 
I come prepared. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Subway's list. Subway's list. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you guys will like this list. Um, you know, I thought this week, um, you know, uh, it just popped in my mind that we should do top 10 candies of all time. Sweet treats. Wow. All right. Candies. 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 Now, all right. All right. Interesting. That That's it's a good you list. Know, okay. Just, who, who compiled this a, list, Subway? Um. So this uh, list is from uh, OlympusProperty.com. Um, yeah, I yeah. So uh, I just had a Cadbury chocolate bar uh, before uh, doing this. So um, was it was it a Cadbury fruit and nut bar? That's my favorite. Yes. Um. All right. So I guess we can go the. Uh, I guess we could start with uh, Big Mike and then. Okay, so th- this is top 10 candies. So this is not necessarily candy bars. It's candies in general. Am I correct uh, there, uh, Correct. Subway? Correct. Okay. Of all seasons? Correct. I'm gonna, all, I'm gonna, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off kind of with, at a left field, Starburst. No. Uh, Starburst is not on the list i just want to make sure i continue my streak of not on the list it's just the cherry ones that are good no no no. strawberry no. the pink wrapper That's my, that was my next the pink ones are, pink ones are the king but the yellow king of the starburst orange. pack especially the yellow king. Um, no yellow's good all right. they're all good i, I don't i don't yeah, hate any of the good. starburst all yeah. right uh sweet melissa um your the floor is um, yours. I'm gonna stick with your Cadbury theme and go with some mini eggs. Great uh, choice. The mini eggs are not on the list. Oh, mm. I don't this That's because wrong. people who hate hate candy made right? this list up. Mm. <laughs> this is horrible. That's like my um, favorite, favorite, favorite candy. That's the only one. Cadbury mini, mini I like eggs. Stealing them from Big Mike. Oh, those time. are amazing. Okay, who's next there, uh, Subway? You're running this train. Uh, let's do Big Ed. Snickers. Snickers. Snickers is on the list. Is number three. <gasps> wow. Mm. Not surprised. That's a good one. Oh well, then I got my next one. All right. Gotta gotta throw that in there. there. Yeah. After, after a bunch effects. of whiffs. <laughs> All right. I got a, a a quick fun fact. Um, sixties yeah. uh, folk uh, singer or pop singer Donovan. Originally, the original title of Mellow Yellow is me, uh, Caramello. Really? No. It was. Uh, oh. All right. Let's go. Um, I'm gonna say Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Uh, Kit Kat's number nine on the list. Wow. That's right. Give me okay. a break, baby. Give me a break. Give me a break. They were obsessed with break. those in Japan, Japan by the way. Bar. They got like weird oh, yeah. flavors in Japan. Like like, like no, dead, I've, I've... green tea, like some yeah. fucked up shit. Yeah, 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 they do. Squid. It's Dorito. Really so I guess yeah, it, it actually... comes. Go ahead. I've, I've had 
uh, I've had Japanese Kit Kats before. They're pretty good, um, I will say. A flavored one? Like a weird one? Oh, they got a lot of weird ones. They love Kit Kats. Yeah, the flavored ones. They're pretty good. Just give me the stock Kit Kat, man. I don't need no flavored. Look, you're talking about a country that sells panties in a vending machine. So yeah, I mean, just keep keep all this right, keep yeah, all this in mind. Don't try to downplay that. Now. So I guess this comes back I'm to still, me. I still love that concept. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. Okay. You can like fulfill any fetish you want if you have some change in your pocket. Hmm. I feel like rubbing one off here. Like I'm thinking about. Yeah, let me get my. Let me get a couple of quarters out. <laughs> Hit the slide bar. Just yep. snifferoo. Yep. I'm, yeah. Okay. Back in it. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So it's my it's my go. I'm gonna go. It seems like this is candy bar heavy. I'm gonna go with three musketeers. Ah, that's a good one. Three musketeers is not on the list. Come on, man. <laughs> that's All right. God. Now this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. All right, if mine's not on this list, I might have to boycott it. Okay. Milky Way. Oh, great one. That's that's it's, one it's of my probably in the, in top five. Milky Way. Milky Way is not on the list. Oh, wow. my God. Okay. This must be done Are by you the serious? Rockers that did uh, the, the rock and roll list. Wow. Oh, no, okay. the, rock and roll, the rock and roll list was bad enough. I mean. Well, that was AI. That was AI. Also, this is this is from a website. All right. So this yeah, this I'm goes this goes to Big Ed. Big Ed, what's your what's your the Hershey's Kiss? Ooh. Uh, Hershey's Not Hershey kiss, squirts. No. Hershey <laughs> kiss. I mean, I am flirting for a squirting, but uh, oh we'll boy. Get... Uh, Hershey's Kiss is not on the list. Mm, wow. You, you need a her. You need a Hershey's. You mean you need it. I like the Squirt. ones with the almonds in them. All right, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, the message board and go with M&M's. Ooh, good choice. It's got to be on the list. M&M's is not on the list. What? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> How the hell is that? This isn't even American anymore. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I, right. you know what? I think um, I think this list just, just, over, just surpassed the rock and roll list. All right, I got one for you. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. Gummy bears. Gummy bears is on the list. Number seven. Nice. All right. Finally, I get something on the list. Yeah, I, I don't think I even got on the list last week. Gummy bears will never beat a Milky Way. Ever. No, they won't be beat a Milky Way, but gummy bears are kind of good, you know? And there was a cartoon. And they used to drink. What would they drink to bounce? Gummy berry juice? I think some type of speed. <laughs> But it's a Disney cartoon. I, they had to disguise it as something else. Yeah. All right. Mickey juice. Mickey juice. <laughs> <laughs> Have your Jesus juice. Uh, All right, sweet Melissa. This rolls to you. Oh, gosh. This is getting difficult. Yeah, let's make this the last round. Yeah, this is actually the first list that I don't care to guess anymore. Are you serious? I mean, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what else to do. There's lots of candies out yeah. there. There's lots of candy out Crackle. there. Crackle. Oh, uh, that's not gonna make the that's not gonna make the list. Come on, that, that don't you make Hershey's top ten? Our that's only in the crunch. mini bag, which is yeah, a good I think candy. Guys, Nestle's Crunch. N Nestle's Crunch is not on the list. She she had actually said Hershey's Crackle, but 
That's fine. Well, Hershey's crap. I think oh. we know that's not on the list. That's like that's like comparing Mellow Yellow to Mountain Dew. You know what I mean? Just Mellow Yellow is good. the superior citrus soda, by the it way. Is, it's not. Yeah. So is, oh, no, no. Mellow go drink. Yellow. Go drink your squirt, Big Mike. I do like squirt. Actually, oh, not yeah. squirt. It's uh, sun drop. Sun drop. Whatever. Same. Mellow right. Yellow. Mellow Yellow is the king. The king of citrus soda. I, I agree. King. Plus, they sponsored Kyle Petty. So and Cole Trickle. And Cole Trickle. So. Cole Trickle. Mellow Yellow, man. Anyway, well, who sponsored DW? Enough said. Who's your sponsor, Mellow Yell? Yeah, that's that's a good sponsor. Yeah, Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, they, even, they, better. They, even better. All right, wait, wait. Who who's who's up? Big it's Ed. Big Ed. I, uh, Big Ed. All right, I, I'm th- trying to think outside the box because some of the mainstreams that you would think is not on there. So I'm going to go yeah, like I don't think- Toblerone. Whoa, very oh, European. They only, they only sell a billion bars annually. So, I mean, those aren't, I, I'm not really impressed with those, by the way. I, I love Toblerone, and they got famous on Friends. Um, Toblerone's on not list? on the list. Hmm, interesting. Not so All right. Well, oh, okay. All right. Well, th- this will be the last one. Okay. And then go we'll ahead. Uh, run down. I'm going to just say Twizzler. Oh, good choice. I love Twizzlers. Uh, Twizzlers is not on the list. Oof. Well, we we did a whopping horrible. On this I do one. have one more guess. Just for throw, fun. just throw. I, I'm going to throw one more out too. Go ahead. Big Ed's old fave Skittles. Mm. Skittles, mm. yeah, Skittles is on the list, number ten. Yeah. Wow. I like chocolate more than sugary. Hey, hey what about Lifesavers? Did Lifesavers make the list? Nope. Wow. All right. Um, all right. Let's let's right, run it down. Number, number, number eight. eight. This list was made by a diabetic, by the way. That's why it's <laughs> uh, number eight. Uh, Type is A Twix. Oh, Twix! Yeah. I do like a Twix. I do too. Do you like left that's Twix or right Twix? Not a candy. No, no, no. That's candy. It's just um number six. Uh, number six, Butterfinger. Those are kind of tasty. Yeah. Yeah, they are. All right, number five. You can get them in a blizzard to a DQ level. Yeah, that's that's solid. Uh, Number five, York peppermint patties. Oh, I do like those. Gay loser. (laughs) I I hate those fucking things. They're the worst things. What do you hate about them? Bite them to like. <laughs> like that, you can throw them at somebody. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you get a bag, like at work, we get a bag of these Hershey bags, and they'll have peppermint <laughs> patties in them. I'm like, oh, here, oh, here, you can. And I'll like yeah. give them out, and I'll eat yeah, the Twix. Yeah, I don't the, eat them. I give them out, and then I'll, I'll eat the Twix, the Kit Kat, and the Snickers, and then I'll give away I the love, York peppermint patties. York peppermint patties, I love those. They, they. But well, they, you they would get. You would be. Get, that's all you get out of that bag because I'm eating the other stuff. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that. I, I, I would. I I'm, I'm eating Twix, it. Kit Kats, and Snickers. The I big like three, I call it. So many York peppermint patties. All right, the, whole, so number, the holy grail of snack mix. All right, number four. Uh Reese's Pieces. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Et phone home, baby. Those are great. Yeah, that's right. literally what the description says. Et put them on the map in the 1980s. There you go. They did. Sure hey, M and M's. M and M's missed the boat on that. Uh, so the the 
who was that? Who was the producer of the movie? Was that a Lucasfilm? Oh, are you, are you glad it wasn't like candy corns or something? Yeah. So they went to Eminem. They went to Eminem Mars and said, "Hey, we want to use M and M's in the film." They're like, "Yeah, no, we don't want to. We, we don't want to put product placement in your film." Uh, so nice. they they you went to stupid ET movie and loser. <laughs> so they said they went to Hershey Company and Reese's Pieces. Who's the, mar- who's the marketing genius for trying that ad campaign? <laughs> I do love a Reese's Pieces. So do I. It's one of my faves. How could I not have thought of that? Okay, number two. Swedish fish. Jesus. Fuck a Swedish Wait, fish. Fucking- I wouldn't call that. Loser! Get out of here. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I do enjoy Swedish fish every once in a while, but I don't think I'd rank that over like a Milky Way. Yes. Yeah, All right. So, so I'm, I'm more a fan of a Norwegian octopus, but look. Hey, whatever. You we, know, we, tomato, tomato, tomato. You know. All right. So number one on the list. Number one on the list is? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Ah. Yeah, the peanut butter cups. Uh, you know, they sell about two billion of those a year, so that's not bad. Yeah, I'm surprised okay. none of you hey, guys. Let, let's it. let's let's stay on that for a minute. Have you guys tried the different Reese's peanut butter cups with like the potato They're chips and the 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 uh, pretzels in them, and they got yeah with the Reese's pieces. Here's my thought on all of them. I like them all. <laughs> They're pretty like good. They're good. Oh yeah, they're pretty good. The potato chip one, pretty awesome. I didn't find it. No. No, not at all. How about the uh, the pretzel one? I didn't like it, but I I think that the crunch was gone because maybe the peanut butter. Like I've had chocolate covered potato chips before, and they're amazing. But you didn't like them in a peanut butter cup. Mm. Lady Jill, that's her favorite, by the really? way. I wanted to like it. I didn't. Hmm. I just recently had the Reese's peanut butter cups with the Reese's pieces in them. They have like mini Reese's pieces. I've wondered about them. Uh, pretty cool. Kind of like it. Yeah. Very peanut buttery. Hmm. Very, very good. Enjoyed them. Have you seen the Reese's tasty cake things? There's Reese's tasty cakes. I don't know if it's tasty cake. I think it is. If it's not Tasty Cake, it's an imposter. They're pretty yummy. I didn't know that must be a recent Tasty Cake development. Oh, no. That's like, uh, they're like this big. Uh, Oreo that, size. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They're decent. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well. There we go. That's our, uh, our, again, we just shit the bed with... Uh, <laughs> guessing on these things but hey that's part of the fun good job subway good no, list i think the list i think the list itself uh shit the bed that was a terrible list i mean you know i really i really wanted to do candy but there's no m&ms me- mentioned i uh, right there misses you know what though you could have you could have you could have yeah, found the list that had it on there if you would have just kept looking you know yeah i kept looking but different like, opinion it's all opinions you know it is. It, yeah, it, it most is. certainly is. They also and some have some are more generational than others. You know. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. You should find a list of like top ten people who shit the bed. Yeah. You know uh, what? Warm beer and the cheap I'll, seats I'll, would be yeah, somewhere. On Subway's that list. always on that list somehow. Or like the biggest, like how about like the top ten choke moments in sports or something like that? That'd be kind of cool. 
you know what? I'll 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 do the choke moments for sports as my next next list. Mm. Ah, but did you do your homework to, for your next? For yeah, next um, I I did. Okay, do you want to, Casey? How do you want to do that? You want to wait till uh, it's time, or you just you can blurt it out anytime? Doesn't matter to me. Um. Yeah, he can blurt it out now. We got a few minutes, so we can kind of tease right. before we get into the uh, the main event. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I was about, I was about to say something about the WGA strikes, how I tried going there, but uh, uh, I was thinking, okay, the the uh, y- you know, I was actually thinking of doing a Bon Jovi, uh, what, what do you call it, Bon Bon Jovi? Yeah, sure. Which one? Um, Bon Jovi. I what? had a hard time. I had a hard time choosing um, because I tried looking like like what what albums are available for like from Naughty Radio, and I had a hard time finding. So, may I ask which albums are available from Bon Jovi on Naughty Radio? Yeah, yeah I can kind of look at that while you guys. I'll, I'll look at that while you guys discuss discuss yeah. amongst yourselves yeah. mm-hmm. about yeah. uh, you know. I saw Bon Jovi back in 1984. Oh, before and before they uh, before before like slippery when wet. They, they they toured with the Scorpions, and the Scorpions oh, yeah. were probably the hottest act in '84. Yeah, Rocky you know, like a hurricane. That, yeah, exactly. And that that's before they went. They started singing about their social issues, the social issues. Hey, you, um, I, so last, last episode, uh, you know, I, I I live in New York City and there's obviously a writer's strike that's happening, uh, with the actors and the producers. Correct. And I tried and, you know, I wanted to go on a special assignment to go find these rallies. Um, now, unfortunately, uh, I couldn't find any, um, I looked everywhere, um, I couldn't find any. Uh, the good news is, is that I came in contact with a couple of people that were affected by the strikes. Um, okay. So, um, I spoke with an actor uh, uh, who's been in a couple of stuff. He's he is currently on um, a show. I think it's Bel Air. I think it's the uh, the new fresh, the new one. The, yeah, the, the new Fresh yeah. Prince. Yeah, the he reboot. said that you stumbled upon these people. Uh, yeah, and um, he yeah, he uh, he said that his the production, the Bel Air production, is shutting down in July. Yep. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They they won't have any support for it. Yeah, and uh, and then I also got in contact uh with one of my friend's mothers who uh at the time uh before the strike uh worked with John Oliver um and she's been pretty much at home all all the time well he's got he's got quite a bit of people that are employed to write that show wait a second yeah. is he a cook uh no he's not he's a, like I think a, I think she's like a comedian him with Jamie Oliver that's the guy yeah. Well, that, I guess that is a guy, sure. 
I was trying to tell Casey, I'm sorry, I had a different British cook show guy that we were talking about, and I swore it was him, but it's not. Okay, hold on, because we're we're about to get into something. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, just real quick, on Bon Jovi, there's two albums. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, there's three. There's one called 2020. I don't know if that's what we want to do. Uh, there, there's a mo- uh, one called Lost Highway and then Slippery and Wet. I, I mean, I, I would say probably you'd want to do Slippery when Wet. Yeah, I probably would want to do Slippery than Wet. I mean... It's a it's a legendary album. I've listened to that album. Um, I I've listened to this out al- listened to that album before. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I've never yeah. listened to the whole album, so it'll be interesting. I I know a lot of the material, like just from the radio and the club days. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, Slippy One Wet. We'll do. All right. Well, well, with that said, that leads into um, our big segment. Big, Big Ed's Rock and, and Roll, roll retrospective. retrospective. Take it away. All right, guys. So keeping uh, with the uh, top bands that didn't make the list of uh, shitty lists, uh, we got Van Halen, Women and Children First. Women and Children First is the third studio album by American rock band Van Halen, released on March 26, 1980 on Warner Brothers Records, produced by Terry Templeman and engineered by Don Landy. It was the first Van Halen album not to feature any cover songs, and it is described by critic Steve Erling that the record where the group started to get heavier, both sonically and to lesser extent thematically. Like the two preceding albums, Women and Children First was recorded in Hollywood at the Sunset Studios in about two weeks' time. The album features more studio overdubs and less emphasis on backing vocals. What I did find interesting is in the track in a simple rhyme, a brief instru- instrumental piece entitled Growth, which begins at 419. While Growth faded out on the original LP and cassette, at the time the band was considering starting what would be their next album, Fair Warning, with the continuation of Growth. That did not happen. But what did happen is the riff would transition uh, the, into the encore and all the live shows. Women and Children First was very well received by the press and, were kind, and the press were kind to them. Even Rolling Stones, David Frick, but Rolling Stone highlights the songs, Romeo's Delight, Everybody Wants Some and Lost Control, calling them works of high-volume art, pretty high praise by the picky Ricardo of critics. Uh, Women and Children first went platinum its first year and went three times platinum in the United States and two times platinum in Canada. There were nine tracks, clocks in it, a stagger in 33 minutes and 35 seconds. It's a quick listen. Van Halen is David Lee Roth on vocals, Eddie Van Halen on, on guitar and keyboards, backing vocals, Michael Anthony, bass guitar, backing vocals, and Alex Van Halen on percussions. This was one of the most anticipated albums of the year. The album opens with In the Cradle of Rock. Actually, the sound begins with the sound. It sounds like a guitar, but it's actually a phase shifter affected Wurlitzer electric piano played through Eddie Van Halen's uh, 100 watt Marshall amp. This was the radio single and was different than the previous two albums. Have you seen Junior's Grades? Everybody wants some. An old school guitar with a very long intro and some David Lee Roth dialogue. They punch it out, get rhythmic guitar and a solid drum beat. David Lee Roth just doing David Lee Roth. 
Cool little jam session during the bridge. Uh, look, I'll play that. What the fuck? Fools. Eddie Van Halen goes into one of his signature finger picks and starts striking some heavy chord until Michael Anthony's bass kicks in and now the room moves. Once Dave and uh, Alex Van Halen are in full stride, now we're cooking like it's Friday night at the club. Romeo's Delight. A fast-tempoed, hard-rocking Michael Anthony and Alex Van Halen really pushing this with his head and, his, and the head of steam keeps Ross' vocals pure during the chorus. Eddie Van Halen does his signature chord jamming and dancing on the frets during the bridge. Tor Tor, more of a setup than preludes into a slow, heavy riff from the band with Dave screaming and then bam, right into lost control. Very reminiscent of what was going down on the Sunset Strip of LA with a strong whiff of punk. This is a fast tempoed rocker with the band. <clears throat> the rest of the band sings back in vocals throughout the song and makes this a special jam. Take Your Whiskey Home. The hardest track on the album, in my opinion. Great acoustic picking during the intro, and the band rocks right into the riff. The whole room shakes. Now, this is rock and roll with Eddie Van Halen playing rhythm lead while Michael Anthony keeps the bass thumping and really gives us the signature sound. Could this be magic? A quick finger picking with Dave singing, and we have Nicolette Larson lending her voice while the band sings along, and even David Lee Roth picks up an acoustic and lends a hand. I never noticed her voice before, but it's clear as day once you tune your ear for it. In a simple rhyme, starts out pretty lighthearted, but contains, excuse me, continues to build until the symbol uh, Michael Anthony kicks in on bass. Alex Van Halen, mean drum line with, pretty, with uh, plenty of fills with time signature changes and cymbal writing. Michael Anthony really showing us why he should be the riff master while Eddie Soul dance along the riff master's thumping riffs. Then at 419, you hear growing. Starts, something I always thought about. Why would you tease us with such a killer riff and then just stop? <clears throat> I call this one of the great Van Halen albums. And to be honest, it did not live up to the stature I have it at now. When this came out, I was a very impressionable dude boy. And did not feel like it was like the earlier Van Halen and Van Halen too. Well, this grew on me and can now see clearly that this Van Halen, Women and Children First, deserves to be considered one of the great Van Halen albums. Michael Anthony shows the world he is an elite musician like bandmate Eddie Van Halen. This came out during the Duke Boy of Nessequag's de developmental years, be part of the soundtrack of the Nessequag days. This gets three and a half Montecitos and deserves all the accolades it received. You need a lot to take your whiskey home when you're dropping off a young trip fink at 2 a.m. And please, please, not tonight. Not tonight, Duke Boy. And Duke Boy says, no can do, Trip. And proceeds to turn up the music and put my foot in it to use the front of his driveway, just like the approach in the runway 06 left at Lyslip. Because no one has seen the Duke Boy's grades. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Tora Tora is a fun little, uh, little interlude. Yeah, the album was different. I don't know why. When I was a kid, I didn't really like it when it first came out. And now I'm like, this is probably one of their best things. Uh, it's such a great album. I mean, each song. Uh, and I, I hadn't listened to start finish of this album in a very long time. So I'm oh. like getting to fall back in love with the whole album altogether. Easy to do. Real easy to do. 
I mean, could this be magic? Yeah. Or could this be love? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Have you seen Junior's grades? I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's such a... It's a it's a good album. I, I think it's uh, one that gets lost in the shuffle, even for Van Halen. You know, you know a lot of a, a lot of attentions on Van Halen one because obviously it's debut, and you know, I mean, you just kind of shatter everything. You know, in the middle of disco, here here's you know, eruption. Yeah, but there's some kick ass tracks on this album. Oh, there's you, no doubt. They only released one single, which is uh, The Cradle of Rock, which was good, but they also uh, had Everybody Wants Some. Right. I don't know if everybody remembered the movie Better Off Dead, John Cusack. Yes. There's a scene in there where he's working at the burger place, and uh, the burgers start dancing, and they're in Everybody Wants Some. Do you remember yes, that? yeah, 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 yeah. The, the animation, like he's yeah. – he's, uh... <laughs> That was a funny movie. I don't. I don't know. I still. If it's it's not on a lot, but what it is, I take time to watch it through. Yeah, any of those uh, Cusack movies from the eighties were pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, some were better than others, but this was definitely one of the better ones. You know, where he got serious with like Point Blank and he start. You know, he's, it went in a different direction. No, 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 no. But like, uh, Better Off Dead. Uh, oh, One Crazy Summer. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's also was uh, excellent. They yeah. they put like the Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, they put the motor they in a little the shitty sailboat. Yeah. Isn't it like a guy got punched and Bobcat Goldthwaite's in it going nuts? He's like, and, like closes the garage door. You hear a, a chainsaw go off because no, that's shit. how you you know chop up a car. Yeah, in with the a 80s. chainsaw in the eighties, you do in the eighties. In the eighties, anything was possible. That was a great thing about movies in the eighties. They just, they just, you just had to. It just happened. There was no belief. A, a, a lot. There was a lot of imagination, creativity. Yeah, and, and I was fine with it. Yeah. Who would it be? Oh, it's man. a movie. It's a movie. Exactly. It's not a documentary. It's a film, a comedy film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know I used to drop Trip Frink off at night. On, uh, this one summer, because he was always grounded, he never had his car. I never, I had uh, never seen this alleged Camaro he had. Never, yeah, ever, never seen it because he was grounded. And then the next time he drove it, he drove it onto a fence post at Donna Wiedersom. So he got grounded again. But <laughs> <laughs> he'd say, he'd, he'd say, you know, he'd tell me to be quiet when I left, you know. And I think Clay might still be in a car. There was always someone left in the car with me. And I would sit there and just do this big burnout in front of his house. And I'll tell you what, the end of the summer, his 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 road where his driveway started looked like the approach end of like the you know, 06 left on at Islip, you know. Right, right, right. It's all these times. You, you did you ever see Van Halen live? No. I, I you know what? Was, the way shows were advertised, like they, they didn't have to advertise Van Halen. Like yeah. you never heard it on the radio. Yeah, you heard like when ACDC was coming to town, Scorpions or whoever, Almond Brothers. Sure, sure. I don't. I just don't remember. I, I, I guess I just didn't have the opportunity. I, yeah, I when I was a little older, you know, the, the lineup had obviously changed, and then it was a, uh, you know, as some people affectionately call it, Van Hagar. Um, yeah. And 
never really saw them, but they were when they would play somewhere. I mean, they were playing, you know, I mean, real stadiums. You know, they they weren't going to play a club or anything like that. Um, and then they didn't tour for a long time. And then it was then it became intermittent by the late nineties because you know David Lee Roth had kind of came back. They actually did when David Lee Roth kind of came back like around ninety seven ninety eight. They did a tour of like smaller clubs like House of Blues, Hard Rock Cafe, you know, hard, you know stuff like that where it seat like fifteen hundred people. Yeah, you know what? They weren't quite ready to be back together because it didn't last. You know, like the they, Eddie Van Halen goes, I remember why we broke up. You know, well, I don't think they finished that tour. No. Yeah. And uh, was it Gary Sharon was their lead singer for like two years, I believe? I, I think less than that. He did. They did the one album. It was called Van Halen 3. The album covers the guy that's like getting a, like the, the cannonball in the stomach. Yes. They did a song that was on the Twister soundtrack. Uh, I believe was with Gary Sharon, and um, he he was only there for the one album, and then I don't think they finished a tour with him either. Well, when Van Halen finished their career, because Eddie died, the lineup was Eddie. Uh, let's see, Alex Wolfgang, Wolfgang, and David, David Lee, Roth. Lee Roth. Yeah, yep. And isn't Michael Anthony? With Sammy Hagar now, yes, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I don't know. What, a phenomenal bass player. Just it was just egos, you know. Eddie Eddie always turned his amp down, you know. It didn't, and it wasn't. He wasn't overshadowing. You need the bass, you know, and the you know you need you need your rhythm, you know, your rhythm and your R and B section, you know. Yeah, check I mean, out. Listen uh, to listen to his bass lines. Yeah, and he, and he did all the harmonies. Yeah, yeah, he could sing. He, you know, Van Van Halen's a, like one one of my favorite bands of all time, and that they they would definitely be. I would have definitely loved to see them in concert. Whether if if it was a classic Van Halen, Van Hager, or even without Michael Anthony, and they had Wolfgang, I I didn't like. I would have I would have loved to see them play. If you play Little Dreamer. And set it up right with the bass at just the right level. You can hear how yep. great Michael Anthony is, and it'll shake yeah. the windows. And yeah. and that's him uh, on backing vocals too, doing the harmonies. He's Correct. he was really good. Very good, very good musician. What a fun uh, album. They all were, yeah. So, uh, NBA Finals. We got NBA finals yeah. going on. We had game one last night that started. Denver Nuggets trying to get their first championship and Miami Heat back in the finals. Um they were there, first I guess, in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I spoke I spoke with uh some of my friends and I was like, because Carmel Anthony just retired. He did. Um, Didn't he yeah, have his own candy like, bar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, did he make the list? No. Yes. <laughs> um, I I I was saying like you know I feel like the Nuggets should have brought in Melo for like a one like at least just before the playoffs like how the how the Lakers did with like Tristan Thompson, and like 
just just for the sake that he gets his ring before he retires. But it didn't happen. But uh, well, he was on some pretty good Nuggets teams when he first came up in the NBA. Yeah. They just he couldn't get like, over the hump. No, they only made like the conference finals like one time, and they lost in six games to Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was just going to be too much for them. They they couldn't beat the Lakers. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you this. Nikola Jokic, the center for the Nuggets, he is, in my opinion, is already a top 40, at least a top 40 player of all time. At least and a top 10 center of all time right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're someone that's not a basketball fan, you're like, why should I watch the NBA Finals? That's, I was asking that. I'm not a basketball fan. Watch so. this guy on the Nuggets. He just doesn't make sense because he's like yeah. about seven Triple foot. He, he, that's kind of tall. He, he is, I mean, he's built like an offensive guard in football. Yeah. I mean, he's just broad. He, he, uh, you look at him and you're like, he's got heavy bones. And he, does. he moves so fluid, but he's – He's kind of an old school basketball player. He's very physical. He gets up there. He's going to press, and uh, but he can. He he just does a little of everything. He he just yeah. He's an anomaly. He's an anomaly. Yeah, and then you got Jamal Murray, who you know what? It, I'm glad that he has went back to what he uh uh to what he should be second option. Well, second option, uh, scorer because he had a really bad ACL injury. Uh, that could have sidelined him for like the same amount of time Clay Thompson missed out, and he came back and he looks amazing. Aaron Gordon, who used to play for the Magic, yep. um, all the two, the three time slam dunk contest loser, uh, no, twice, two times, yes, two times. Um, well, he, this is interesting because this is also a finals matchup, Subway, where yeah. usually you're talking about teams that are very deep. They, these are not deep teams. This no, is all not about teams. not just even the starting five. Like, well, for the Heat, is definitely all about Jimmy Buckets. However, everyone on the Heat, play, yeah, but it's all Jimmy Butler. I mean, he, yeah. he brings – even if someone's doing good, it's because everyone's all over Jimmy Butler. He he's got to bring all the heat. But uh, everyone on the Heat plays hard, though. They 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 they, they don't let up. I, I think the Nuggets are the better team. They're going to win the yeah. series. But I yeah. could see the Heat extending this series. Um, yeah. And the Heat are doing this without like a couple of their key players, like uh, Tyree Hero, who's their sixth man. He, uh, who's probably also their third best player, uh, yeah. had a really bad injury in the first round. Um, he's pretty much he was he's been out. Uh, he might come back, but he's been out. And then they also lost uh, Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Uh, Another former Magic injury. A normal former Magic, who also was a, a amazing star in Indiana. I'll say that. You know, I I was thinking like Indiana. I I you know what I I was looking Indiana. at this thing yep. mm-hmm. with like Reggie Miller. There was like an anniversary thing uh, yesterday of Reggie Miller when he did the the choking thing to choking sign to Spike Lee, right? Um, because I guess that was like the I guess it was like the tw- I guess twenty ninth anniversary of when he did that. I'm right. like, dang, I. 
Reggie Miller is underrated, and the Pacers actually should have won a ring at some point. No, they were never a deep enough team. They they were good. They were. They were good. never deep enough. I, they were I, close. I think they were. Sometimes they were. I don't think they were underrated. I think they were just rated. <laughs> they, they 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 didn't have the the depth. I mean, if you look at when Reggie Miller was there, you know the Knicks were better than them, mm-hmm. and the Bulls were definitely the better magic. than them. And the Magic. Well, and then in the nineties, you know those few years where you had Penny and Shaq, and I mean, you look at that Magic team. If they were able to keep yeah. it together, they they, I mean, they were. Look, Re- Reggie Miller was a phenomenal basketball player, and I, he when he played, he was probably the best pure shooter in the league. I and I, I think a lot of guys uh, who would check their egos, you know, pro players would say, "Yeah, he was. He he was a Larry Bird of his generation." Oh yeah, it, and I like, mean, he, he could shoot from anywhere. I remember watching yeah. a game in the playoffs. Uh, against the Knicks, and he put up like twelve points in like eight seconds. It, it, it was it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it, it's something ridiculous like that, and the Knicks lose this game. Um, I think that was the year they went to the finals, maybe. Yeah, so ninety four. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, I was gonna, uh, and even then, like after like Rick Smiths retired, um. They also had a couple. They also had a couple good. Uh, Pacers also had a couple good teams, but like, sure. you had Miami, you had Detroit, you had New, the well now the Brooklyn Nets, but New the New Jersey Nets, Philadelphia was also dominating them. So, yeah, I mean Indiana had good teams, but you know it was just like the Cavs in the eighties. They had a good team, but they they just there other teams that were better. Yeah. That happens, you know. Uh, the Golden State Warriors were good through the '80s, but you know they weren't great. They never, you know, because when, when Don Nelson was coaching them, they were a pretty good team. They were exciting to watch. You know, you had Chris Mullins yeah. and you know uh, uh, Tim Hardaway. Speaking Mitch of Richmond. dates and anniversaries, it's um, Lou Gehrig Day. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm baseball. Yeah, Lou Gehrig. What a guy. Is it his birthday? Is that what we're celebrating? Or no, it is actually. Is that is that what it was? It was his birthday. It was his. It's his birthday. No. It's the anniversary of him giving the speech. I think when they honored him. But it's also his death date. That's what it was. Sorry. Continue. But yes. No. Oh, it is. Okay, it is. No, his birthday's on June nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. This is that. Okay. Yeah. No. Today. Okay. Yeah. But it was also the speech date. I saw it on. Was it also game delay? Well, and the other thing that's going on in uh, sports in the NHL, Stanley Cup. You have uh, again Canada. Sorry, Canada. Asked out. No Stanley Cup, and then Mm what is really going to piss off is it's all Sun Belt. Mm. Las Vegas Knights going, you know, trying to win their first Stanley Cup really? against the Florida Panthers, trying to win their He's first. Also Stanley trying Cup. to win their first. Correct. Um, um, listen, the the Panthers kind of had a a rough regular season. They got hot late. 
got in the playoffs and they took care of business so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying all Florida Panthers. I think this is going to be a Same. very good series. I think this yeah. can easily go seven games. Um, you know, Vegas has a very good team. Uh, folks, if you have never seen pomp and circumstance in hockey, mm-hmm. watch the opener of a Vegas Knights game, and you're going to be like, wow, it's a dinner and a show. It's They know how to get the crowd hyped into it. Oh, it is Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's wild. It's also amazing. Uh, it's, it's Panic at the Disco. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, this series is going to be phenomenal. Listen, if Vegas doesn't win, they're, tr- they're going to win another one eventually. Like, cause that West, that Western conference is not really that deep. I mean, um, and, and then for the Panthers, Matthew Kachuk, oh my God, he is phenomenal. I mean, he's good. His father was phenomenal and now he, yep. his 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 father's phenomenal. I don't know how the hell he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's another story. Um, but yeah, no, Matthew Kachuk's amazing. And then the the goaltender uh, for the Panthers, Sergei uh, Bobrovsky, yep. um, who was a two time Vesna winner for Colum- for the Columbus Blue Jackets, yep. uh, probably going to make the Hall of Fame uh, eventually. Um, and he, he's had a good postseason. He had a good postseason, but he also did not have a great season, like regular season. And then he just con- turns up in the postseason. Um, and this is literally the same guy who led the Blue Jackets to sweep Tampa in that 2019. Sure did. 2019. Oh, yeah. Also, speaking speaking of uh, uh, re- uh, record te- record-breaking teams – this Florida Panthers team also beat the Boston Bruins yep, by coming coming back from a 3-1 lead. Um, be, and the Boston Bruins had, like, the most points uh, from, I think, yeah, the most points in a regular season. C- correct. They had won what they call the President's Cup, which is the most points in the season. Best record. Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah, had that, the that's record. Kinda, the that's like a cursed trophy in NHL right now is to win the President's Cup. Not good. Do not want to win that. Yeah. No, that's so not a good idea. Mm. Yeah. That keeps you from winning the Stanley Cup. Apparently, sometimes it just don't even let you get into the finals. So, or don't pretty, even pretty get you out of the first round. Yeah. Do we have enough time to talk NASCAR? Sure, we can talk NASCAR if you'd like. We have plenty right. of time. Okay. There, this was like a very penalty-filled week. It's like as the season's going along, the temperatures getting hotter. The, te- the 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 emotions. Oh, they're out there. They're out there. So the big one, Chase Elliott was suspended this week. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. He's NASCAR, a draw. He's a draw. NASCAR's most popular driver. What do he do? He hit. He retaliated against Denny Hamlin at the race this past race. Um, at Charlotte, it was the Coke 600, which was run on Monday, courtesy this, of Rain. This is funny because we were talking about he's not afraid to retaliate. Just he's last not, week, we were just talking, we're talking about, about it. So, he's listening, shouldn't have listened. 
<laughs> Denny Hamlin, and I I don't think TV coverage did this justice. Yeah. Uh, the TV coverage basically showed Chase getting what they call pinched up against the fence. So Denny Hamlin basically didn't give Chase Elliott the room to race. He had to hit the wall. Yeah. Then uh, Chase Elliott coming at a turn four hooked Denny Hamlin in the right rear, which is the biggest no-no in stock car racing oh. because that's going to turn you straight into the wall. Yeah, that, and, that's a dangerous And thing. if the in-call camera, Denny took a lick, dude. Denny hit that wall hard. Um, Chase Elliott claimed that he couldn't steer the car. Car hit the wall. Hey, steering was compromised. Can't drive the car after a good, you know, wiping out the right side of the car. Uh, couldn't control it, hitch, and hit Denny. Um Denny called him out at the uh, medical center saying Chase needs to be parked next week, which is this weekend, because he felt that he was wrecked on purpose. Well, of course you were, Denny. What yeah. the what the Denny, you're wearing pajamas. You're, you're wearing pajamas. Right. What 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 TV failed to show, and, and I picked this up from Dale Jr.'s podcast. Mm. Uh a lap earlier, Denny Hamlin, that wasn't the first time Denny put Chase in the wall. That was the second lap that it was probably two, three laps earlier. Denny Look, put this guy's Chase always been a menace on the track, and he always got away with it, so I'm, he, I don't feel bad he, for him. And See, but I don't he's been lucky. I don't understand how NASCAR would be like, we're going to suspend this guy. Be like, But did we watch the same race? This guy just antagonized. You can't be like... Like a dumb uh, WWE ref that that got confused because some ditzy girls like yelling. So I got to walk and talk, and then you don't see the other guy with the chair hit you. Like, hey, look, we're all watching the same race. You could see the tape. Look, you, you see this on this lap and this lap. I'm I'm getting hammered out there. Like, what do you want me to do? What NASCAR didn't like about it is that I think if Chase retaliated in a different way not hitting him in the right rear uh, that that's i think that's what got him done uh, yeah. you know done in is that type of that type Th of that a is hit. a dangerous it's kind a of dangerous move. hit and especially now with this next gen car it's been documented that this car has some safety issues and they're still working through that i think that's what did him in is the 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 way he retaliated if he retaliated a lap later not right hit, hooking him in the right rear. I think Chase would have gotten away with this and just said, Hey, it's racing, you know. Denny put him in the wall, so Chase kind of hit him back. And so, NASCAR's most popular driver, my favorite driver, will not be on the track this weekend in St. Louis. And I think this sends a big message to the garage area that NASCAR is not pay, pay, playing, pay, playing favorites. And I think NASCAR had to do this. If they turned a blind eye to this and said, well, you know, I think NASCAR's credibility would have been hurt very, 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 very much so uh, with saying, well, well, it's Chase. We'll give him a break. You can't do it, man. You can't do it. You got to rule these rule all these calls the same. Uh, they suspended Bubba last year when he, he hit um, the five car hit the uh, uh Kyle Larson in much the same way. Right. Um, 
they suspended they suspended uh Bubba. Yep. They had to suspend Chase. It sucks. It sucks. Um I, I think Denny, I, I I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan. He went on his podcast. I don't like his PJs. I don't like his PJs at all. He went on his podcast next day, Monday, uh, and said he really, 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 really campaigned for NASCAR to suspend Chase Elliott. I think Denny, my opinion of Denny Hamlin, he is a do-gooder crybaby. He Mm. put him in the wall fucking twice, man. Sure, Chase retaliated the wrong way, but what do you expect a guy to do? Is a guy just going to just keep taking taking your shit? And are you running him into the wall, eating up the track, giving him no place to go? Yeah, you but at least Hamlin knows that uh, Chase, Chase is, has a boiling right. point. Sure. Chase isn't going to just keep getting you know used up. I think that's part of it, too. I think Chase was put in a, in a shitty position. As a racer, you don't want to keep taking shit from another guy because if that's the case, that guy will continue just like in real life. It's bullying. It is bullying. He'll continue. He'll continue to do the same thing. So he'll look on at you. He'll look on at you. Then Chase. What about the Indy Five Hundred? Did you guys see the uh, the ending to that? Of course, it was it was a pretty exciting Indy. I thought it was a good Indy. Roger Penske won the Indy Five Hundred and the Coke Six Hundred in the same year. Wow! So that's a that's a deal. It is a big deal. Well, Penske just loves that Indy 500. He Casey, owned did, Casey, did you see? Did you see how this race ended? No, 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 I did not. They go to yellow flag with, and there's one lap left, so they bring him into pits, and they wow. do a one lap from the pit, single file restart. They just go from the pit, single file green flag. I've never seen anything like it. Wow, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I guess they don't have rules like NASCAR, like do green, white. You know, you get the three laps. They, they don't. They don't have a green, white checker rule. Well, but NASCAR didn't used to. No, that's used that's. To be, uh, I mean, they. I used think to, that's going to change in Indy because I think a lot of people were disappointed. A lot of drivers thought it was unsafe because you didn't get a chance to scrub the tires and get them warm. Um, I remember NASCAR race would end on a yellow. Yellow, yeah. And they they eliminated that. So Joseph Newgarden uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, Mm. won the Indy 500 in a Chevy-powered race car. For Yes, good weekend for the Chevy guys. Did he drink milk or was he He like – He did drink milk. You know what I don't like about the – I like the the fact that they drink milk in Victory Lane at Indy. You know what grosses me out? When they dump the milk on themselves, yeah, yeah. that's kind of gross, dude. Yeah, you're gonna stink. You're gonna stink. I would just drink the if I won the Indy 500, which I'm in no threat of doing. (laughs) I would just drink the milk, enjoy the milk. I'm not dumping it on myself. No, sorry. I think the adrenaline does that. Uh, You know what, Big Ed? I think you're right, but still, I think I'm gonna kind of be like. See how he went into the crowd too. That was pretty cool. And then Ryan Blaney. Yes, yes, he did it Repeated the move after winning the 600 on Monday. Oh, really? Yes. He, he oh, I was happy to see Blaney in, in the uh, winner's circle. He's a good yes. dude. Ryan Blaney's good for NASCAR. He's very fan-friendly. 
talented, talented race car driver. And uh, he's getting to do everything his dad never really had the opportunity yeah. to do. Dave Blaney. Dad never, never had, had the ride, you know. His dad's oh, a great driver. Oh, no. Of course not. Yeah, Dave Blaney never had the notoriety of his son. But, yeah. Nope. He's every bit as good. Yeah, Dave Blaney, very talented race car driver. So, good weekend for racing. Um, I want to go to the Indy 500. I've never been. That's that's on my short list. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. That's it. The only thing I think is a negative about Indianapolis, you can't see the whole racetrack. There's not a single seat nope. in that nope. venue. You're only seeing what's in front of you. Ask, you yeah. want to find out, ask T-Bone. He's been to both. T-Bone's gone? Yeah. He's been to Brickyard. And to, well, and I don't the, know if he's been to Brickyard. He's been to Indy, though. He went I with, think he's uh, done the Brickyard, I think. So that's kind he of disappointing have, to but me. But he did, he did Indy with Anthony. One of them was the Indy, the one when it was raining and it kept going back and forth, and they're like, oh, the race is on. They're like racing to get back. Yeah, I think they kept going back to the bar or something. So yeah. stupid. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I think we kind of covered it all, right? We covered it all. Not bad. Not bad. We did it warm beer in the cheap seat style. Hey, next week, uh, Big Ed's rock and roll retrospective, a little slippery when wet. Bon, Ooh, bon Jovi. Yes. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Follow us on um, Twitter at Beer Seats. You can email us uh, for requests, ideas, stories, and what have you. It's just anything. Just contact us. Yeah. We'd like at, it. At the show, the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com. Uh, down... Download the Naughty Radio app. Absolutely. Uh, we get replayed there. Uh, we Big Ed's re- uh, Rock and Roll Retrospective. With the album played uninterrupted, commercial free. And uh, mention the word Big Ed and get the discount at checkout. That's right. That's right. Everybody loves a discount, mm-hmm. including me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially Big Mike. You know it. All right. You know it. Thank All you right, guys. Everyone. Peace. Peace, peace. Loser! Shiny side out, greasy side down. <laughs>